Welcome to the Next Level Selling Podcast, where your host, Michael Polk, teaches you the simple concepts of how to go from good to great in your sales game. Selling is absolutely a profession. It requires skill. It is not a job. Whether you're just getting started or have been pursuing sales greatness for years, this podcast will make sure you maximize your income while having fun along the way. Are you ready to take this thing to the top? Let's go. Now, here's your host of the Next Level Selling Podcast, Michael Michael. Paul. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Michael Paul here. Listen, you can call me Mike. My friends call me Mike. So if you're my friend, you can call me Mike. I've been called a lot worse. I remember uh, one time I was painting a McDonald's. You heard that right. Not like on a canvas, not an artist, not painting a picture of McDonald's, but I was painting a McDonald's. I had not been out of the army very long, and, um, you know, I grew up in a household. My dad was a painter, a painting contractor, always owned his own business. And so, naturally, when I was young, guess what? If your dad owns a painting business, you all of a sudden become a painter, whether you want to or not. I used to have putty nail holes. Like, in new construction houses, you have to sit on your butt, scooch around the baseboard, and they would use those nail guns. There'd be 8 million nail holes in the baseboard, so I would have to take putty and you would rub your fingers raw by sticking putty in the hole and and rubbing it smooth. So that was fun. That was fun. I hope you never had to uh, do that in your lifetime, but I did. Taught me a lot. Well, okay, it taught me nothing, but uh, it it was helping my dad. So that's what I did. And then over time, I had to become a good painter. To this day, I can't stand painting. But you know, if I have to paint, if the wife wants me to paint, I'm pretty good at it. So I guess it's a skill. I could always fall back on that if I needed to. I think because painting uh, sucks so bad, I decided to be a salesperson, which was much better for me. But back to my McDonald's story. I remember painting McDonald's with my brother. And uh, so, you know, we were hired. We would go out and try to get jobs for painting. It it pays pretty well. So uh, those of you out there that are painting for a living, God bless you. So we're painting this McDonald's and I remember, um, you know, taking a lunch break. So, hey, we're at McDonald's. So I walk inside and I'm standing in line and there's this, you know, guy behind me and um, I don't know, he's probably in his early 40s and he's wearing a really nice suit and we kind of strike up a conversation for a second because it's very busy and I like to talk to people. I don't know any strangers for the most part. So we strike up a conversation and as we get to talking, he says, Mike, man, you're, what are you doing painting for a living? And I said, well, you know, I just got out of the military a couple months ago and my brother and I. We have this skill set and it kind of makes us money. I'm not really sure what I want to be when I grow up. He sat down with me for a few minutes. He said, look, let's, let's chat a minute about your future. It sounds to me like you'd be a great salesperson. I said, it's interesting that you say that because I did spend the last three years in the Army as an Army recruiter. And it wasn't something that I chose to do when you're in the military. They can basically tell you to be a recruiter. And that's what I did. And when I became a recruiter... I actually went to all of these different sales training courses. They sent me to a Tony Robbins seminar, which was quite expensive. And I learned a lot. And to this day, Tony Robbins is one of my favorite, you know, trainers and speakers. And I went to um, a guy named Lee DeBoyce training back in the day. I believe he's passed. He was a great sales trainer. Uh, Dale Carnegie. I went to, you know, Dale Carnegie training. So I learned all of these, you know, sales training techniques. And I never thought when I was younger, I'd ever be, I'd ever be a salesperson. Uh, I don't know. My mom and dad said I could run my mouth and, you know, basically sell, I guess, um, used to say ice to an Eskimo. Don't know if that's proper anymore, but that's what they would say. And the truth is, again, I don't 
know any strangers, and I think that's the first thing to selling. Well, I'm sitting down with this gentleman, and long story short is he says, you should become a stockbroker. I said, a stockbroker? I don't have the intelligence or the education for that kind of stuff. And he said, no, 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 you don't understand. It's a, it's a people business. It's more about knowing people and, uh, and using your personality. So I remember talking to my dad, and this is going to sound kind of negative. Dad, I love you. You know I do. But, you know, when I first told my dad this, he, he told me, no, that's not really for you. I know some stockbrokers, and these are people that are, you know, Ivy League graduates and, and have all these, you know, high-level college degrees. And he wasn't trying to be malicious. He wasn't trying to be negative on purpose, but it's just what he knew. And people typically are going to advise you on what they know and what their experience is. So that's a, that's a life lesson in itself. Remember, when you're asking for advice, people are going to tell you what they think based on what, you know, they've been through. So I believe in kind of taking some advice sometimes, but for the most part, I'm just going to hold my nose and jump. I, that's how I've always lived my, lived my life. I take risk. So he says, look, man, if you want to do this, <clears throat> I'll set you up for some interviews and, uh, and we'll put you through. It was, a, it was a major brokerage firm. And so I end up going through three different interviews. And I have to admit, I was feeling like, I'm not sure I'm going to get this. Maybe my dad is right. I'm meant to be a blue collar worker. I was a U.S. Army Ranger and Special Operations Soldier. And, and all of that's great. But, you know, I learned how to shoot a rifle. And I realized on the outside world that, you know, I'm too small and too good looking to go to prison. So shooting people is not really a skill. That's a joke. It's not really a skill set. So I had to learn something else. Well, the only thing else that I learned while I was in the military was being a recruiter, which was selling which is intangible selling. I'm basically selling a lifestyle to people. I wasn't selling a particular object, which is, you know, tangible sales where they can kick it and feel it and touch it and smell it and all that good stuff. So I did have some pretty good people skills, I thought. So I went through this process and lo and behold, I was hired. They hired me. So I had to go through all of this training. It was pretty tough. I had to get my Series 7 license. Any of you out there that are listening and You've uh, got your federal stockbroker license and you got your Series 7. You know just how hard that test is. It's a six-hour test and uh, it's, it's pretty tough, but I passed it first time. I was pretty proud of that. Became a stockbroker and I'll never forget after my first year of selling, I was at an award ceremony. I, I did pretty good. The first six months, I wasn't really making any money and I felt like, why am I not making money? But... I knew how to be pleasantly persistent with customers and I kept going and I, and I followed up and, and I did what I was supposed to do. And then finally, six months in, I made my first, what I consider a very, very decent paycheck, enough to make a living off of. And from there, I just kept climbing. And I had a mentor and I recommend everybody have a mentor and a coach. And to this day, right now, as we speak, as I'm recording this, I have a coach. So, uh, you know, you should have a coach as well. But I had a mentor, I had a coach. And I remember sitting down talking to him one day and I said, you know, his name was Bowie, Bowie Martin. He was a legend in the business I was in. And I said, Bowie, um, man, how do I make more money? Because there's only 24 hours in a day and I'm burning the candle at both ends and I'm really going for this. How do I make more money? And he said, you got to ask for bigger tickets. And I thought that was, you know, wow, kind of crazy because I was looking for 10 and 20 and $30,000 investments where he was asking for, you know, half a million and a million dollar investments. And obviously you'd make more money on those investments. So truth of the matter is I started asking for bigger tickets. I kind of put my mindset in the proper frame. And what do you know? I start doing bigger tickets. So I'm sitting at this awards ceremony and, um, you know, I'm not going to brag on too many of these podcasts, but I'm going to brag on this one. 
I remember burning up the carpet because I got a lot of awards that first year and I was very proud of myself. And as I'm walking back after, I don't know, the fourth or fifth award, one of my peers leaned over and he whispers, lucky. And I thought, are you kidding me with that? So I sit down near my mentor and, uh, and he walks over because he heard the guy say, you know, lucky. And he leaned over and he said, isn't it interesting how we create our own luck? And that stuck with me, and maybe you've heard that before, but that is something that you need to know. I mean, it just stuck with me. We create our own luck. So I don't really believe in luck. Yeah, you can get lucky and great things happen that you don't expect to happen, but when it comes to selling, when it comes to your job, when it comes to your career, when it comes to your business, you have to create your own luck. I don't believe in excuses. I don't believe in it. I think excuses are the worst thing on the planet. You can make excuses or you can make money, but you can't do both. So I entered the world of selling and I became very good at it. And guess what? I never had to lie. I don't cheat. I don't steal. If anything, I've always trained and taught people that you have to educate your customer. You have to educate your client. You have to educate them. When you educate someone and open their eyes, once they raise that eyebrow, you have a customer. You know, I... You're selling the same product to the same people at the same price. The bottom line is you have to wake up every day and look in the mirror and ask yourself, why would someone do business with me? That's the question that only you can answer. I don't care who you work for. If you work for yourself, you got to look in the mirror. People aren't buying from your real estate company. People aren't buying from the dealership that you're working at selling cars. People aren't buying from the software sales company that you're working for. People are buying from you. Sure, you may have you know the company behind you and they're going to really help you out and, and it gives you credibility, but at the end of the day, people will say to you, who do I make the check payable to? They totally forgot where they were at. They are buying from you. What's this podcast about? Listen, obviously, I want to talk about sales training. I think I'm pretty good at it. If you think so, then great. Maybe we can work together in the future. Maybe do some one-on-one coaching. You know, if you don't think I'm so great, well, this might be the last podcast you ever listen to. But the bottom line is I believe in training, folks. I believe in motivation. Now, I can't motivate anybody. I hopefully can only inspire. You have to motivate yourself. You have to get excited, and remember, in the words of Jim Rohn, nothing happens until someone gets excited, and that someone is you. Do you want to live a better life? Maybe you're not even into sales, and you've considered it. Maybe you're listening to this out of a whim, and you thought, well, you know what? I don't know. Maybe this might guy someone to listen to. Look, I went from living just over broke, got into the world of sales with a whopping high school diploma, and listen, I made the bottom half of my class possible. That's, that's where I came from. All right, but because I love people and I know people and I've learned personalities and it's a skill set that you can learn too. And because of that, I have provided a wonderful living for my family. Is that what you want? Are you tired of being broke? Tony Robbins, you know, said one time, the quality of your life is directly related to the quality of your communication. Communication is key. Look, folks, selling isn't just about being a salesperson. Selling is being a great communicator. Selling is educating your customer. Selling is having belief in something that you you firmly believe that the person you're speaking to could benefit from, that you're curing their problem, their aches, their ills. You're kind of like a doctor. You go to the doctor, he says, where does it hurt? You tell him. It hurts here, here, and here. And based on that, he's going to prescribe the right medication. 
Well, if you're getting all the information from your prospect, if you're asking all the right questions, if you're filling in all the holes that, they're, that they need to have filled, then you will get the sale provided you communicate effectively. The quality of your life is directly related to the quality of your communication. Now take the word life out and put anything in there that you want. The quality of your relationships is directly related to the quality of communication. The quality of your marriage, the quality of your business, the quality of your sales is directly related to the quality of your communication. If you're not getting the desired results, maybe you're not communicating effectively. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to do some podcasts on that. I do coaching on that. Are you a great salesperson and you're making a good living, but you've kind of hit that proverbial ceiling? Well, the ceiling is always made of glass if you don't know that, and you can always break through it. Or the brick wall, as we say. Have you hit the wall? You've hit the ceiling. You don't know how to get to the next level. I know it sounds a little cliche, but I'm not kidding here. When I talk about next level selling, the world of pounding someone into the planet to get them to buy is ridiculous and it's gone. And if that's you and you're successful, God bless you, move on. But for the rest of you out there that want to be better people, you want to be a better salesperson, you want to have better clients, isn't it nice to work with enjoyable people? That's what you want. I can teach how to do that. I really think I can. If you can't tell, I'm a little bit passionate about this. You know, look, you have to have belief, and that's what I have. If you can't hear that in the sound of my voice, then obviously I can't sell. But I'm not trying to sell you right now. I simply want you to know that if you have passion, if you have belief, if you have the desire, you too can take this thing to the top. You know, I love Zig Ziglar. I listened to him a long time ago. God, I don't know, 20 years ago. Uh, you know, he wrote the book, See You at the Top, and and uh, I need to probably read it again. It's been so long. But I just love that saying, see you at the top. Isn't that where we're all trying to head? I've never met a person that said, I'm just trying to get to the middle. If only I could stay just above the bottom here. You know, has there been a time in your life you said, "If Mike, if I could just keep my head above water, that's not where you want to be. You don't want to be just above water. You want to be sailing up in the clouds. That is where the good stuff is at. That's where life begins. Listen, you can do this. Please join me. Listen to the podcast. If you get something from it, great. You, I mean, it's what I do. I firmly believe that I have some good information that can help you out. And this is going to be probably the last time I talk about myself. That's not really true because I have a lot of stories that I want to share with you along the way. Uh, I've got hundreds of stories when it relates to selling and things like that, that I think will be very beneficial to you that will actually work in your life. So what do you say? You want to come along with me? If you do, then I'll see you guys at the top. Thank you for listening to the Next Level Selling Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, we'll see you at the top.